Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the temporary host of the round ball rock podcast and we are back with a jam-packed brand new episode i'm here as always with my friend and yours america's uncle dad sean keen sean how are you i'm good i'm good We're, i'm recording from the big apple itself start spreading the news okay all right okay. Um, <laughs> no you're hey i'm podcasting here right um <laughs> some business off the top at round rock pod is our twitter uh join it before elon musk makes us move to mastodon just kidding we are <laughs> never moving to mastodon i'm going down with the fucking ship <laughs> because i refuse to join another social media service no um, 
roundrockpod at gmail.com is where you can send us emails. Call us on the phone in the description of the episode. And um, uh, t-shirts by those in the description of the episode. And uh, call us on the phone. I did that part. Did I? I did that part. Sorry. Uh, you know, um, people can call the Google <laughs> Voice now. We love it. Um Sean, the reason uh, I'm we so... We actually had a... Oh, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go oh, ahead. I just sent a, a listener called in and warned me about my extended car warranty expiring. Shout out uh, to that listener. Oh, great. Um, uh, we've got a jam-packed episode. Sean and I actually pre-recorded two interviews. Um, yeah. Let's start with uh, the topical one. Um, look, we had... NFL super agent Lee Steinberg on <laughs> to ask him about uh, what you do when you're an agent and your um, client maybe refuses to apologize for a tweet for two weeks. Um, uh, among other things, uh, here's Sean and I talking to super agent Lee Steinberg. Um, we're here with super agent Lee Steinberg, who you might know as being a the inspiration for Jerry Maguire or uh, doing millions and millions of dollars in deals with uh, tons of clients or public speaking or, uh, I don't know, Arliss, uh, his book, uh, A books, Billion yeah. Things, Jerry Maguire. But my first question for you, Lee, as the inspiration for Jerry Maguire, I wanted to ask you, did you know that the human head weighs eight pounds? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is that my son, Matt, when Cameron Crowe was following me around, it was like a dead ringer for, uh, for the oh, Jonathan Lipnicki, the young actor who, who, who played that and uh, had a had uh, a habit of asking uh, uh, off the wall questions like that. <laughs> have you have you seen what Jonathan Lipnicki grew up to look like, Lee? He's very muscular. He's yeah, very he's, like a, he's like a weightlifter. He's like an MMA fighter, yeah. I think, or something. Yeah. You know, I think about it. Um, it's, that, it's a 25-year anniversary of the film, so mm. he's got to be in his 30s. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the real reason we wanted to have you on, Lee, is uh, you're a, you, you obviously have been an agent for, I don't know, 40 years, probably more. For, 48 you started in, years. 48 yeah, you years, started yeah. in 75? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you've been paying attention to a, uh, what's been going on in Brooklyn uh, with the NBA, but uh, one of their players, we don't even have to get into detail about why he's in trouble or what he did. But my main question I wanted to ask you first off the top is. As an agent, what do you do when your client is in a scandal, like is embroiled in a scandal? So that's damage control. And the first thing you do is wrap your arms around all the facts so that whatever you are about to say is not contradicted later by some fact. The second thing you do is realize whatever the guilt or liability is for your client. And then what you'd like to do is very quickly come out with an apology um, that <laughs> recognizes whatever the responsibility is. And it's an apology to the organization, the other players, the fans, 
and it states the proper standard of behavior. So if someone's uh, arrested for drunk driving, it's an acknowledgement you shouldn't get behind the wheel with any amount of alcohol. If it's a fight, uh, an acknowledgement for that. And then importantly, a, a, uh, an offer to, to do something that shows there won't be a recurrence. So mm-hmm. if it's, if it's drunk driving, it's I'm going to AA. If it's uh-huh. uh, violence of some sort, I'm going to anger management. If it's uh, domestic violence, I'm going to uh, sensitivity training. It's something to show it's not just a hollow mm-hmm. apology, but you're actually taking action. If you don't get out there quickly, then what happens is the social media and the repetitive nature of it will keep going on and on Mm -hmm. and on about that and repeat it. And so at a certain point, people won't think it was one bad incident. They'll Mm -hmm. generalize that that's who this person is forever. So you got to get out front. The worst thing to do. So you're saying refusing to apologize for two weeks and then having multiple uh, press conferences where you uh, refuse to apologize is bad? The worst. <laughs> That's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. Because they make the association of whatever it is with you. The worst I ever saw was Michael Vick with dogfighting. And so, and at one point, uh, a person came out representing him and said, here is Michael Vick's statement. And he said, my client is so... Uh, uh, unhappy that he won't be able to attend spring training. Um, Mm. And he went on, well, there's no football player in the face of the earth who ever called training camp spring training. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he didn't write that statement. And, And, but the longer you allow the thing to linger, then you've got, Kyrie Irving, anti-Semite, Kyrie Irving, anti-Semite. And it goes over and over and over again. And so it becomes inextricably intertwined in the public over and over and over again. And that stain is hard to remove. So at a certain point as an agent, do you yell at your client in this sort of situation? How do you handle that? part of it like Uh, the behind the scenes so you would sit down with your client when you very first sign them and say you recognize that you're in a profession that relies on public approval because this is not butter on the table or a car to go to work this is a discretionary entertainment expenditure So you're dependent on the goodwill of fans to watch on television, go to games, buy memorabilia, you know, join fantasy leagues, do all these things. And you're held to higher standards. So if you don't want to uh, graciously sign autographs and and give interviews and conduct yourself at a higher standard of behavior off the court or off the field, fine, go play on a sandlot. No one will have any expectations. You won't get, you know, paid. But this is your responsibility. So it, they've got to get this going in. That that they can't say, well, 
my play on the court is all that matters. Uh, oh, really? Well, then the fan can say uh i've got lots of entertainment options you know i can go to disney world or watch netflix or 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 choose another sport um so they've got to accept that going in yeah um so adam silver the commissioner uh said he wants to have a one-on-one meeting with kyrie irving now so in that situation um, Kyrie's in a bit of a unique position because his agent is also his stepmother. Mm-hmm. But normally, does the agent come along to a meeting like that? Yes. And um, so what what you do is you uh, have to send somebody like that to to some form of uh, sensitivity training where he understands the consequence of that. It's. Uh, only been 75 years since six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. Yeah. So it's it's it happens to be a big issue. And um, the, <laughs> yeah, I would the, say that's a pretty big issue. <laughs> uh, all right. It, it, and and the point is that just because you're a member of a um, uh, minority racial group doesn't mean you can't be a racist. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the point is. He's just not getting it. So he's got to go somewhere, take him to a Holocaust museum, take him somewhere where he finally gets the uh, the issues. So whether you're Conway, uh, Kanye West or you're um, that person, you're just not getting it. And the irony here is they can athletes can be such powerful role models for for anti-racism, for good, you know, mm-hmm. for standing up and being role models for tolerance and the rest of it. And here you got someone uh, doing it. Ironically, it, it, it wouldn't matter, but he happens to be do, doing it in a, a, a city that's got the largest Jewish population in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on to another guy in Brooklyn. Uh, This summer, Kevin Durant made a them or me demand this summer with the Nets coach and the GM. How does a trade demand work as an agent? And is there a difference between a public and a private one? There certainly is. And the best way to get traded is to not say a word publicly. Because the minute that you tell the world that you're a disaffected player it puts the incumbent team into rough situation because everybody in the league knows that they have damaged goods and so they'll make offers which are not quite as good and um and it makes it hard for the incumbent team to get value to in trading the player so the best way to do it is quietly behind the scenes and then allow everyone to to operate. So I would always tell a player, say nothing, uh, just act normally, and then let let people see if they can do the work. The minute that you go public and and make a big uh, uh, fuss over it, then all of a sudden you're putting your current team into a position where they're really hard pressed to get anything. Uh, of value for you does an agent ever try to facilitate the trade like like are you is an agent ever calling a gm and trying to work out what the components of a trade might be yes so um in certain situations um 
Um, you go back and forth between two teams trying to do it easier. There are situations in which teams are much rougher with each other than than right. you can be as an agent facilitating. And uh, I've worked out trades behind the scenes, and and my role is private. And at the end of it, nobody ever knows that uh-huh. that's how it happened. It just it looks like a trade on on the surface. But yeah, again, I wonder. I would never acknowledge that role. Uh, it just right. looked seamless on the surface. How does I sometimes that wonder, initial... Oh, oh go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I just... Sometimes I wonder if there's ever a trade where there's a hidden gem that a GM gets credit for, and it's actually an agent who found that left-handed double-A pitcher to send him <laughs> along. Absolutely. And, and uh, so, look, here's the premise. You can either have power in uh, a sports situation they can brag about having power and, and <laughs> you really can't do both um how does the initial call usually go like there's is it a i when you have to call that gm and say your guy wants a trade how much do they yell at you is really my question <laughs> usually that won't be the first call usually uh-huh. there, there's there's a previous discussion in which you <laughs> you've been able to flag that something's not working out and mm. and well before that you've tried to play a role of peacemaker in in flagging the fact that your player's unhappy because he doesn't get along with the coach the playing time the the role something so you're trying to make it work where he is uh and not have that happen so you're trying to do all sorts of um, of uh, peacemaking before that ever happens so you're 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 trying to have him work it out where it is because it it's easier and uh, and players become unhappy all the time yeah. and um so the point is uh Jerry West was a great example of an executive who used to to understand that players get unhappy and then go intercede. So the right executive can go to players, talk to them about their bitches. Uh, I mean, if every player who ever thought about being traded was traded, you'd have musical chairs all throughout the court. All right. You'd like, um, uh, it's just like if every player who ever told you in the month after the season ended, um, that they wanted to retire, retired, you have no roster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, oh, go oh, ahead, yeah. uh, uh, one thing that's been happening with the NBA recently is uh, they're, they're being very public about um, uh, clamping down on tampering. And they just took a couple draft picks away from the Sixers. The Nuggets lost a pick. Um, but at the same time, every time the league year opens, there's, 15 contracts that get announced right, you know, mm-hmm. right when two uh, minutes at after the official midnight. deadline. Yeah. So um, I was just wondering how, how uh, much of a murky area is tampering rather than just, you know, making sure your just client gets to the place agent. he wants to yeah. go. Yeah. Like, like being an, <laughs> an advocate. Cause it seems like tampering is absolutely in the interest of the agent and the client. For the most part, and the teams, frankly, and actually the team, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really, if 
you have a player who's about to become a free agent, the more lead time and planning that goes into anticipating that event, what teams might be likely, um, how likely it is you'll stay with the incumbent team, and then what the uh, environment might look like and which teams might be right um, the more advanced planning that you can have, the better. And uh, and that involves talking to other teams. And uh, it's very hard to regulate those discussions. And um, so I would like to have as much time and as many options as possible. And you're right, it is a very murky area. And um, it... Uh, what they went to in uh, the NFL because they had the same situation is is they allowed discussions to begin early, um, but you couldn't sign the contract. So mm-hmm. they just realized that those discussions were going to take place and they legitimized them and and just gave you a few days to do it. And they ought to do that in the NBA. Um, Another question I wanted to ask you. So you were talking about earlier kind of working behind the scenes and it feels like with the NBA agencies have gotten much less behind the scenes. Like every time Adrian Wojnarowski announces a contract now, the agent is tagged. The agent's Twitter is tagged in it. It feels like possibly the CAA runs the Knicks uh, very specifically and that uh, the Lakers are run by Clutch, Rich Paul's agency, kind of shadowed. They're shadow GMs almost. How, How do you feel about sort of the spotlight being thrust more on agents than previously? Well, it really is about the competition between uh, different press outlets to break news quickly. And um, so it's always been true that different um, websites and different reporters have primary relationships with different agents and agencies. And so the pressure is to get the contract signing first and to beat everybody else. So, um, and that's pretty much always uh, been true. And, uh, but if you have the key player on uh, teams, I mean, I've represented a number of basketball players, but in football, there was a time where, you know, I had half the starting quarterbacks. And so Uh um, the, the, um, so the, point is there was always uh, uh, pressure that way. Sometimes too much pressure. I remember there was a time years ago in football where I had uh, Troy Aikman and there was a story in um, the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram that we were close to getting a contract done. So the writer for the other paper, Dallas Morning News, calls me up and is infuriated because um, I told that story to one paper, not to him. And I said, the story's false. We're not anywhere uh, close to it. He says, yeah, but they had it. They had the scoop. I said, 
Did you hear me? The story <laughs> untrue. We're not close. It'll be weeks before we get this together. He said, yeah, but they had a story. I said, it's not true. Yeah, but they had a story. <laughs> okay. The scoop is a scoop. Uh, well, I, we're going to talk scoop. about that. I'd also like to ask you a little bit about, it seems like with the NBA, there's sort of, with reporters, there's sort of a ground war going on between like three different reporters for access and it's becoming more and more transparent uh, in that the pieces have gotten fluffier. The journalism side of it is a less, little less hard and it's all because they need to tweet first that, I don't know, Dwayne Wade is retiring or whatever. Um, have you noticed a shift in that at all? Absolutely. It's about who can break what story first. And your source can be a general manager, a coach, or an agent. So that curing those sources is really important. And there was a day in sports where franchises used to have the writer fly on their plane you know they mm -hmm. would get a they would get a new television set they would eat in the press room um, <laughs> agents had their own way of you know calling those uh, uh reporters and breaking a story you know favorably um there were agents who would exaggerate contracts and all the rest of it and i would always tell them what are you doing the contracts are available you know, through the unions uh -huh. in their exact terms. Once you lose credibility, you if someone knows that you're not telling the truth, they'll never trust you again. Oh no, but it sounded bigger, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing about NFL contract announcements. The day after when people realize that the guaranteed money is like 30% of what was in the headline the day before. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, it is, but don't ever tell someone in the press something that's untrue. You know, you'll lose your credibility forever. But that, of course, that goes on. And it's um, um, it's the ever-present pressure. Remember the change now from a time in which you would read news in a newspaper the next morning. Now it breaks instantaneously. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, because of the instantaneous nature of, of uh, social media. And so the pressures ramped up even higher to, to be first. Mm -hmm. Um, I um, think that's. Oh, okay. go ahead, Sean. I just wanted to ask like two questions about your career too, if that's okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, just who was the toughest owner you ever had to deal with in negotiations? Um, in football, it was a guy named Mike Brown from the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, um, there was sort of a difference between. Owners who made a fortune in the rough and tumble free enterprise system, and um, they were not necessarily against players making a fair amount of money. And then there were people who, who all they owned was that franchise, and they looked uh -huh. at every penny as uh, and the dollars as uh, 
as absolutely unbelievable. And and that was like Mike Brown. And I had the first round draft pick of that team in 1987, 1992, 1994, 1995, <laughs> and 1999. And had I represented astronauts, uh, Mike Brown would have would have been uh, owned a franchise on the moon. And and uh, uh, but you know he was very tough. Uh, salary caps in basketball and in football eliminated the problems of rookie holdouts because basically they max out the contract uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so that in in basketball with uh, Greg Anthony and and uh, John Starks and and uh, uh, Wayne Simeon and Austin Crozier and some other players there just weren't any problems Hell yeah okay. um and then was it hard to teach Jerry O'Connell how to throw a spiral? <laughs> well, he had gone to NYU and they didn't have a football program. Yeah. And so, you know, we're out we're out on the set and they're showing uh, pro scouting day and uh, I'm watching him throw a spiral and that wasn't he kind of has a projectable frame they would say as but maybe not the reps well, he, you need he had good size <laughs> you know he, he was there but um um i just think the highlight was taking cuba gooding jr with me down to the super bowl in phoenix and making him pretend he was a wide receiver uh, uh all week and uh he he hung out with Desmond Howard and Amani Toomer, and uh, there was one time where Cameron Crowe said, "Now I know you're putting him in character, but just remember he's an actor, not a a player." And just you know, with the alcohol and everything, just just be careful. And yes. so, anyway, it's it's closing hour at a bar, and the athletes are like, you know, uh, and he's up tap dancing on the bar. So <laughs> I, would, I would judge he corrupted the athletes. Uh, Sean, uh, you have a very specific question. I have one more question about the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so there's a legendary story about, I'm a 49er fan, uh, about Steve Young through six touchdown passes in the Super Bowl, uh, then gets into a limo with you, Peter King, and Kerry Collins, uh, and throws up on your shoes. Is that the only time a client has vomited on you in your career? Uh, I've taken care of kids and coached a lot of kids (laughs) swimming, so I have been vomited on uh, multiple times. (laughs) So, so... Um, so Steve had been in the shadow of Joe Montana and no matter what he did following Montana, you know, he threw an interception, Montana would never have thrown that, you know, if they didn't go <laughs> Montana would, <laughs> so finally he throws the passes and I get down on the field. He runs up to me and hugs me and says, the monkey's off my back. The monkey's off my back. <laughs> so I'm like, finally. So I force him to do every interview mm-hmm. on the sidelines after the game's over, and he's getting more and more dehydrated. So um, <laughs> it's really my fault. So then, he, like an hour later, we're in the limo, and he said, I don't feel very good. And I said, okay, we'll be back at the hotel soon. He says, I really don't feel very good. And then, so... Um, <laughs> Kerry Collins is is just 
going through the draft at that point, uh-huh. he's an impressionable rookie. And it's like, <laughs> so Steve gets, we get, we get back to the hotel and, and, and amazing uh, celebrations going on. And Steve goes directly up to his room with all his friends and, and he's on IV and he's laying there on the bed. Like it's like the last moment of his life (laughs) and and everybody's uh, surrounded, uh, you know, until finally he got hydrated again. But uh, yeah, that's the way you celebrate the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. There's an amazing Super Bowl uh, Disneyland commercial after that, where you can tell that he and Jerry Rice are so happy and one person has been told to say, I'm going to Disneyland. And the other one heard Disney World. And so they say, <laughs> we're going to Disneyland. Disney World, Disneyland. It's a very nice <laughs> and Steve And Steve tells the story that a little kid audibly says, uh, uh, who are those stupid guys next to Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee, thank you so much for coming on. Sean, is there anything else you want to ask him? Oh, I just wanted to ask about, do you want to talk about the, uh, the agent? Academy That's where I was week? going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we're holding an agent Academy in Las Vegas, uh, November 13, 14, 15 is for any person that wants to get a jump start on their career. We teach you how to negotiate, how to recruit clients, how to brand and market, how to, uh, set up a charitable foundation, how to do what we talked about earlier, which is damage control. And uh, you can go to uh, SteinbergSpeaks.com and sign up. It, uh, it will uh, uh, change the whole way you do listening skills and how you um, uh, can hone those skills. And we've done about 25 of them. And and people love them. Well, thanks right, so fantastic. much. Lee. Is there anything else you want to plug other than the Agent Academy? <laughs> no, no. All right, yeah, perfect. No. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Thank for you so to much, us. Lee. My uh, pleasure. The, the link for tickets will be in the description of this episode. Uh, if you, for any of you agents out there. All right. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, yeah. Sean. Thank you, Joey. Um, <laughs> I realize people may have thought we were kidding when we introduced it. That was just Lee Steinberg. Thanks yeah, for, that thanks was for Lee Steinberg. giving us the time, Lee Steinberg. Jerry Maguire was based on Lee Steinberg. <laughs> um, uh, now, more importantly, well, not more importantly, but of same importance, uh, uh-huh. every year we uh-huh. have our friend, uh, our Halloween nut, uh uh-huh. your friend uh-huh. and mine <laughs> the queen uh, of spook <laughs> from the from the basketball feelings newsletter we talked to our friend katie heindel to review the notable halloween costumes in the nba this year here's sean and i with katie heindel subscribe to basketball feelings uh read dime um yahoo sports canada yahoo sports canada <laughs> all the all the good ones uh read oh i'm on um Defector, read our spooky Halloween story. Um, all right. Uh, here's us and Katie. All right. It's it's a yearly tradition. <clears throat> you know it. You love it. We've got everyone's favorite basketball spook from the Basketball Feelings po- uh, newsletter, from Yahoo Sports Canada, from Vice Sports. 
which is dead. I don't know why I went with that one last. From Dime, most importantly, she wrote a cover story on Big Jim Wiseman. It's everybody's uh, friend. My friend in particular. I'm more friends with her than you are, but she's also your friend. Katie Heindel. I didn't realize it was a competition, but okay. It is now. (laughs) Step it up, Sean. (laughs) No, I meant the listeners. She's she's also friends with Sean. Yeah, that's Um, true. Step it up. Let's talk about the listeners. So there, she's more their parasocial friend, where she's more my social friend. Oh, oh, I understand yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant me. No, I did not mean you specifically. Oh, all right. Uh, I would never attack you directly on this podcast, Sean. Right. I do that behind your back on other <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was really mean to me on cereal somehow. <laughs> um, so, Sean, this is your favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain to the listeners what you're going to do here? Yeah, I want to run down uh, the different Halloween costumes that we have in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, this is a Joker watch. Usually, there are a lot of jokers in the nba um most notably one year bradley beal and john wall both went as different mm-hmm. uh jokers no no one ever went goes as caesar romero joker though the best that has joker. not been seen in the nba <laughs> i maybe they don't have the 60s Batman. i don't know maybe they um, don't know how they don't maybe makeup's not strong enough to put it over a mustache anymore right 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 yeah, they, <laughs> that, that people are like why would you is this a mistake and they're like you're it's authentic <laughs> um yeah and so i just want to get through and, and katie's both a a vacation watch expert and a feelings expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, and then basically we have. Um, oh, that's we. OK, uh, sorry. I just figured out what one of them was. We're just going to go through and I want Katie to uh, just weigh in on these fits, basically. Yep. Is that is that is that all right? The Halloween fits. That's what we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween fits. <laughs> Halloween fit watch. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So we're going to go through. And first, I just want to talk about one really important uh, Halloween costume that kind of, uh, I would just say this, this kind of turned the NBA on its Halloween axis a little bit. Well, uh, first off, can we have Katie rank these on some kind of scale? Like, oh, from yeah, Katie, yeah, what's yeah. the worst costume you've ever seen? I know, I hate all the Joker costumes. I mean, in your life, oh, no, though. No, no, no. She, oh. should, she, should, she should rank them based on Halloween candy. Uh, see, I was going to say Clume Worm should be top 100, right? Like, it That's should be the best. One, yeah, I think. Exactly. What is that? The Clume well, did, Worm. Did you see Heidi Klum as a worm? <laughs> Sean? Oh, 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 I, I yeah. thought this was like a reference to a video game I had and no, no. Uh, Heidi Klum went as a worm this year, and it's like maybe the greatest Halloween <laughs> costume of all time. I, I've seen the picture. I just didn't. She like, under, I didn't realize your, your she your lay phrase. down. She like lies down on the red carpet. 
Yeah, your, your phrase "clumworm" just mm-hmm. confused me. I, did I just see knew the Katie would like clue. the phrase "clumworm." <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the no, criteria just, is like creative, mm-hmm. uh, gross, or like scary. Mm-hmm. I think effort has to be one too. I don't really like co- costumes that are too self-referential. Mm-hmm. I don't mind asking, like, "What are you?" But if it's mm-hmm. like too long of an explanation, it doesn't have yeah. to be on site, but. It, it can't just be like a secret. Mm-hmm. Katie, what's the best Halloween costume you ever dressed as? A ghost. Oh, was it the oh, sh- a sheet? Did it was a do- sheet ghost. It uh-huh. was a cool ghost with sunglasses and a hat on and a sheet. Um, but when I was a kid, uh, I dressed up as a as a die, like a dice, so singular dice. Oh, uh, that's, wow. that's a good costume. I won the costume contest at my elementary school, but I fell down the stairs at my elementary <laughs> school because the box was so big. Sean, but it was worth it. Sean, what's your best Halloween costume? Um, Sean likes to dress as puns. I often yeah. do dress <laughs> as puns. I mean, like, and also like, like in 1996, I had a very inappropriate Halloween costume because I didn't prepare anything. So I just went as Bob Dole. And I just, mm-hmm slick my hair back and gripped a pen a in pen. one hand yeah. and some of my republican friends were mad at me for that <laughs> so i cut them out of my life um uh what was the best costume i had i think i think my legendary fuzzy wuzzy costume joey Do you want to explain flesh-colored body suit is, yeah. i had a flesh-colored <laughs> bodysuit and a uh, bear hat on and because mm. fuzzy wuzzy was a bear fuzzy wuzzy had no hair was it wasn't very fuzzy was he yeah just a lot of fun for everybody um the reason i asked is because i think katie's gonna hate my costume my best ever costume because of how uh self-referential it is okay so one year we i knew my friend was throwing a party and she had these ridiculous headshots (laughs) from when she was trying to be a child actress Oh, yeah, that was great. One of them is her in like baseball mode with overalls and a sideways baseball hat and a baseball glove. And I went as that headshot. That was pretty great. Uh But that's I feel like that's fine because it's within the context of the party. Yeah, fair enough. You were like walking around. Here's my friend as a child. (laughs) I guess it's kind of flattering. (laughs) So there was there was one year, Katie, when uh, my my girlfriend and her sorry my sister jesus and her boyfriend <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, who, who? freud would have a oh, field boy. day with that boy so uh they made du- they made duck costumes and i wore uh like a flight jumpsuit and like a, a pilot outfit and uh, I dyed my hair blonde and put on a blonde mustache, and we were duck, duck, goose. You know, goose, goose from Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the the problem was that that was for a party that was on Saturday, and Halloween was the next day. And so Joey and I then went out mm-hmm. uh, without the the two ducks, and people mm-hmm. were just like, "See, like Val Kilmer now." When he let himself go, like well, what? first off, Sean. <laughs> like a depressed, depressed <laughs> fighter pilot. First off, Anthony Edwards plays Goose to get yeah. this back to not Val. You said Val Kilmer. I just don't want people oh, to be uh, mad. No, no, at no. You. But yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know that Anthony. 
It's because I look like Val Kilmer now. That's why that made sense. Anthony Edwards has not let himself go. He's just bald. Um, but also, Joey was still dressed as Morgan Spurlock, the director of Super Size Me, mm-hmm. and also was not willing to carry around uh, McDonald's French fries and put them in his mouth mm-hmm. again. So <laughs> we just looked divorced. Yeah, yeah. We looked like two divorced dudes <laughs> hanging out. And yes, that's true. I like did we both one had time terrible go, mustache. <laughs> yeah. I did one time go for Halloween as Morgan Spurlock from the poster of the uh, documentary yeah. Super Size Me. Um, mm-hmm. All right. We got to talk no. about NBA. Well, this is taking right. too long. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the, the first thing, the first thing that happened, we turned uh, Halloween on its uh, cost NBA axis. Grant Williams defied Joker convention and went to a game dressed as Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous. And we said this last week, Katie, have you, you've watched the video? Yeah, I have. So he <laughs> he kind of looks like in the movie The Dark Knight, uh there's a bunch of joke like uh Batman cosplayers who get in trouble and are threatened with the Joker. That's what he looks like. He doesn't mm-hmm. look like Batman. He looks like someone dressed as Batman. But everyone I would argue dressed as Batman just looks, you know, mm-hmm. like nobody looks like Batman. It's just weird Halloween. when an NBA player is wearing fake muscles. <laughs> You know I what like I mean? That. Like it's uh, so. Anyway, he like also Kurt did Williams his has muscles. Um, so he also he also did his post game press conference talking in a Batman voice, and then Jason Tatum overheard him and said, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?" Uh-oh. So anyway, yeah. So that's that's his spirit. Is not he's not chaos. Some men don't want to watch the world burn. Some men, you know, want to lead. Shoot some threes, you know. Let's what I do. like about this is he changed back into his costume after the game. Uh, yeah, I also. Yeah, that's that. really good. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't uh, just bring comfortable clothes to put on after he got photographed in the tunnel. Uh, did you know he tried to give himself the nickname back Batman last year, Katie? I didn't know that. Why? Uh, he he shut down Nikola Jokic. And he was like, I shut down the the Joker. Oh. You should call me Batman. And Jalen Brown's like, that's not going to catch on. No one's going to do that. <laughs> Um, That's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I like it. I like how much uh, everyone made fun of him in yeah. the locker room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, when I hand okay. out candy okay. at my parents' house, if a Batman, a, a child Batman comes to the, my door, I tell them they're not allowed to get any candy until they do the Batman voice. And then the kids <laughs> oh, will yeah. go, trick or treat! <laughs> <laughs> I highly so my, recommend it. Everyone should do it. Um. So my mom, my mom, that was I went to see my nephews at my parents' house. I was that was not in New York City yet, and uh, my mom would hand people before she handed people candy. She'd say, "I'm going to give you the good stuff," and then she would hand them a box of dots. What are dots? Dots oh. are like I think they might be from the Willy Wonka. No, they're from the Tootsie Roll family of candies. The mostly sold in large bags, already stale, is kind of their yeah, trademark. Dots feel like um, dots are like they uh, feel like depression candy. What's yeah, the flavor though? 
They're like they're kind of like juju they're bees gummy, without but as they're much hard. flavor. Yeah. yeah, they're gummy drops. They feel their their flavor is stale. Yeah, okay. <laughs> their flavor is like 1970. Um, so these kids would get really confused when my mom said that, and I was like, "What? Why are you saying that?" She goes, "Dots are the best." And then I made her <laughs> describe her favorite candies, and it was quite uh, a wild journey on things she thinks are good. Some of them included flavored Tootsie Rolls, uh, miniature payday bars, and being yourself on Halloween. Nothing's worse than getting a toothbrush. I'll tell you that much. Actually, my my sister Molly was handing out toothbrushes, so I was oh, like, "This dog you gotta your family combo. Down. Like, yeah. they're gonna burn down the house. It is Devil's Night." Getting a can of pop kind of sucked too, because you had to haul that it around. That never night. happened to me. It has happened to me. God, that's, that's so heavy. That's weird. It's very I heavy. have I have had that happen before. Someone did give me a Coke once. When I was mm. when I was a child, an old man gave me an unshelled walnut. <laughs> I feel like it was probably magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you make any wishes? No, I threw it in the street like a good like a good kid. <laughs> Should have cracked it. I bet there was a genie in there or a curse. Maybe you helped yourself. Yeah, that's um, true. Could have been a monkey's paw wish, like the one Kevin Durant made when he all right, came we, to the We've Nets. talked about one Halloween costume. <laughs> okay. We gotta we gotta start okay. burning through these. Uh next up we've got Russell Westbrook as I guess a Power Ranger. Do I not know what this I, costume is? I think you don't know what this costume is. Oh, is he a PJ mask? What's a PJ mask? I don't know it's what that is. It's a popular. Let me look. I think he's a PJ mask. Uh, they're the. Yeah, yeah. he's a PJ yes, mask. He's, he's a PJ mask. He's Connor he's from boy. PJ masks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's Catboy. Then this rules. Uh, I thought he would like had missed on a costume. No, this is like. This Westbrook is a never great... misses on costumes. Yeah. He's really good. Uh, so his his children are a wit. Uh yeah, a witch, a witch, uh, a pumpkin, a jack o' lantern, and a skeleton. That is great. That he is, uh, he is a beloved character, uh, from a show only children watch. Mm-hmm. PJ Masks, Catboy. This is uh, super cute. Yeah, yeah and I a, like this. that all his kids are classic Halloween yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is clearly, uh, it rules. Good job, Russell Westbrook. But he, you know, he only wears every Halloween costume just once. However, do you think this was tailor made? Because I'm just thinking of the store bought sizes. No, it's it's uh, definitely custom made. He had it. There's no way that there's. (laughs) Also, it's like whoever makes clothes for Honor the Gift got a call two months ago to make this. Um, yeah, doesn't it doesn't it look customized for his body? If Honor the Gift started selling these, I'd buy one. <laughs> um, okay, the next one. This I think might be the greatest <laughs> Halloween costume this year, Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wall is dressed as Martin Lawrence, dressed as a pizza delivery man in the movie Blue Streak. So he's wearing a costume, which is somebody wearing a costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, From a movie no one be, remembers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A buddy cop film with Martin Lawrence <laughs> and Owen Wilson. He has to pretend to be a, poli- uh, uh, a pizza delivery man to infiltrate the police station where he hid a diamond in the foundation uh, before he was sent to prison years earlier. Mm-hmm. So what a weird 
deep cut and it's so committed like it's a very accurate costume mm-hmm. congratulations john wall that that really ruled well uh you're not the arbiter here katie oh yeah sorry, <laughs> sorry. What, what are you gonna grade this one I love it because it obviously you now know that that's probably one of his favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, costumes yeah. that give away those like weird, yeah, like, well, not weird, but just like your very deep and specific personal interests. I believe that movie's from 1999 too. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is like a long time favorite. <laughs> or he um, just discovered it like a week ago. <laughs> either or, he amazing. loves it. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't decide which would be better if it was like a. Like a the one he watched, it's like a comfort film of his, or like one he just recently watched and was like, "That's it, that's my Halloween costume." He's telling like he's telling Zubach like, "You gotta, you gotta get this one." Oh, what you do you think my he Blu-ray. stuffed his his body with? Do you think it's like a standard costume shot, like shop like fat suit? It looks because it looks. <laughs> hard you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you can't, like it doesn't look uh, listeners l- he has lumpy. a pot belly we're talking about the yeah, fake yeah. Pot yeah. Belly. Yeah. <laughs> suit and a fake pot belly yeah yes. it just doesn't look it looks so uniform you know what i mean it does almost right. look like he's wearing like a fat suit underneath or like no, a it belly. could be it could be like aesthetic a aesthetic belly <laughs> is it like a pregnancy belly do you maybe think? uh i bet that's what it is actually looking at it Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one they they make high school girls wear to promote abstinence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, it could so. be the empathy belly for men. And where do wear. you think? I wish I knew where the pizzas went. Or do you I think know. there are empty boxes? Do you think there's pizzas in those boxes? Yeah, that's what I want. I think there are. I think he's that committed <laughs> that he's actually carrying pizzas into the arena. He probably <laughs> gave Steve them. Ballmer, Steve like left them in even. the. Like in the, I don't know, left them for the staff or something. Oh, yeah. I bet, I bet that's what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this costume. I yeah, don't think I've watched one. that movie all the way through. I've just seen the beginning. <laughs> I, yeah, you've just seen the, yeah, well, the, it gets wackier, Katie, because he <laughs> pretends to be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's keep going. Okay, uh, Eric Spolster went as Master <laughs> Splinter, and then his whole family went as Ninja Turtles. I'm not sure what his dog is supposed to be. Uh, his dog is also in an outfit. Splinter colors, but I don't. Yeah, it splinter is splinter colors. colors. Yeah. It's almost as if the dog is Splinter, uh-huh. too. Um, <laughs> it seems like this mask would be very uncomfortable. It seems like a very realistic uh, it, it seems nicely made rat mask. <laughs> What's funny about this <laughs> is his wife and his kids are in pretty simple costumes, and then Eric Spolstra is in like a much more detailed costume than these Ninja Turtle costumes. Yeah, like these are standard kid- store bought Ninja Turtle costumes. Yeah, they have like a little string on the back, and yeah. they're they don't particularly fit. And his wife is kind of wearing like the sexy version of one of the um, Donatello. Yeah. And a yeah. mask. And then he has, has fake rat rat hands. hands. <laughs> the hands are what's throwing me here. Like it would be one thing if he was just wearing a rat mask and a, a, gi, a hooded gi. Yeah. But he's got rat hands and a stick. Well, also, and it appears there's makeup on his neck. Like uh-huh. he he had to sit for quite a while here in the makeup chair. I yeah. feel like 
Meanwhile, yeah, like everything else could have been from the Spirit Halloween store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, it's everybody else looks pretty cartoony. Uh huh. And you know, he like looks, real flat faces. He yeah. looks like like a real rat fit head. Yeah. Like a real <laughs> giant rat. It's really uh, good. <laughs> um, it's really good. I like the because I first couldn't tell if it was gloves or something that mm-hmm. he had on like over his hands because okay. the one that's around the the, the cane stick looks weird looks yeah. weird like it uh, but then you see the one that's kind of gently on his hip yeah. like resting on his hip and how long the fingers are i mean it could just be like werewolf hands but they seem so color specific to the mask uh-huh. <laughs> it's really good <laughs> Do you think there's anyone on the heat that he talks about the Ninja Turtles with? Mm-hmm. No, I think this is like a child directed costume. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. See, yeah. I think this is a wife directed costume, but why? Because mm. I think that because there's it's so specific that there's four of them and one of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it oh. seems very. Um... Well, it's harder to be a sexy rat. I yeah, guess it is sexy hard to be a sexy, yeah. <laughs> I will say his youngest child, his middle child does look like a party dude. So mm-hmm, it's appropriate sure. that that's Michelangelo. <laughs> Those masks are pretty, the, the children's masks are pretty creepy. Yeah. Equally yeah. creepy. Um, but they <laughs> yeah, look but like the kind. Ways. <laughs> yeah, they look like the kind that just go. Can you see their it's hair? Just the front, yeah, you can. Yeah. It's just the front half of their face. And Spose yeah. is like, he can't breathe. I'm like, this is in my head. He can't yeah. breathe. Thing. You know, that's yeah. a thick latex. And it does look affixed to his neck. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. intense. It's great. Amazing. And and just putting a dog in a costume for no reason. Got to support that. <laughs> Joey, did did uh, did Corn Pop have a costume this yeah, year? Yeah, Corn Pop went as a hot dog. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. good. Classic. Yeah. And Ivy um, went as a beer. They were a oh. combo. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. And you went. You did not dress up. I did not dress up. Okay. Um, I'm a, Katie. Did you dress up for Halloween? I didn't. That's fair. You're grown up. You did. You, uh, what did you? What were you? We're back. Uh, so back my girlfriend this. was an actual bear, and I went as the lead from FX's The Bear. Mm-hmm. Did you see any other bear men out? Seemed like a popular choice this year. Uh, it seemed like it should have been. And then uh, she wasn't there on Halloween, so I just wore both costumes at once. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I probably would have done. I would have done that if I were on my own. That would have been my costume. <laughs> and I would have had like the tattooed arms, but a bear head. And, and I just think acting like you're a depressed, uh, wet beef chef is just funny in general. But especially when you're an animal. Um, okay, okay, let's keep going. Yeah. Trey Young, Trey Young went to the game as Black Panther. I hate this uh, because Victor Oladipo very famously uh, put on a Black Panther mask when he was in the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, he kind of <laughs> seems like he is just wearing athleisure. You know what I mean? Like, like I know that he's he wearing doesn't... insane hand gauntlets that I hate. Yeah, yeah. Insane um, hand gauntlets and a mask, but then his regular outfit is like a long sleeve neck. Yeah, yeah, like Lululemon. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. really funny that he's carrying a water bottle. Yeah, uh-huh, plastic uh-huh. water bottle. 
and his and phone has is in his in. hand too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like... have a theory behind this. <laughs> okay. I think he's wearing intense jewelry, and I think he picked the costume about because of the jewelry. Oh, I think he was like, he I just bought pop. these these I just bought this jewelry. What can I make my Halloween costume that I can wear this jewelry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Because it, uh, it it really just looks like the shirt and pants were an afterthought. <laughs> I think he probably already had those. It's yeah, like I a mock. So he's got like a mock neck neck on. Yeah. I don't think that's part of the costume. No, mm. it can, no way. It's pretty bad. Like it's I don't know. I feel like someone went and got this for him. Yeah, absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. And there's a and the the sequels coming out soon. So. <laughs> You guys excited about that? No. All right, keep no, going, Sean. Okay. Uh, this was <laughs> that Joey. Do, you think, do better, Treya. <laughs> Joey, do you think I enjoyed JaVale McGee's costume here? Yes, of course. You guys, I'm sure, went nuts for this. Both of you. Uh, both of you freaks. Yeah. So both of your uh, fantasy creeps went crazy. JaVale for McGee this. in a in a Gandalf costume, which is great because uh Gandalf's supposed to be very tall and mm-hmm. they do some camera tricks for it. JaVale doesn't need camera tricks. Uh JaVale's wife appears to be dressed as Arwen or just an elf princess. I don't know what franchise, but I'm gonna say she's Arwen. Uh Undomiel. And then uh, one child is dressed as a hobbit. I'm going to even just say Frodo it's right Frodo. there. And then <laughs> his his other child is really going for it as Gollum. Mm-hmm. Big fake feet, mm-hmm. crazy ears, fangs, and like a real commitment to the character. And like a bald, like a bald cap. Yeah, like a bald cap with on a wispy, child. With the oh. weird wispy hair. Uh-huh. It's really good. It's... uh. It's very good. Um, and JaVale also made a joke about how he has a bunch of rings. So mm-hmm. I like that he's rubbing it in everyone's face, too. Uh, JaVale, always a Halloween star. He mm-hmm. usually goes pretty hard. But uh, I mean, he's a very good Gandalf. But this this Gollum, I'm obsessed. Like... It's such a funny costume for a child. Well, it's everything. It's like it's it's funny. It's gross. Uh, it's like the commitment is incredible. Um, and I bet that she went around like that. Oh yeah, all night hours. Yeah, hours. Didn't walk, the voices, didn't the voice, up. the scary uh-huh. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. I love it, uh, guys. I did not play the Hobbit uh, trilogy slot machine when i was in vegas i just didn't i didn't see it i i i had such a good time last time i didn't want to ruin it but i did win money on something called the triple double patriot because my girlfriend likes playing really boring low ip machines (laughs) that have the arm attached Mm -hmm. uh she also maybe anyway we're not gonna get into that right now bradley beal and his family he has moved on from being a joker Mm-hmm. He and his family went as the Flintstones. Pretty cute. Oh, the, yeah, I don't know what to say it's about this. Good. Why did they have to go to? I guess maybe they had like all the families. Yeah, the it's arena. weird. I couldn't find a still picture of they this. They had a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, because like they definitely had a game because uh, I just like I kind of like JaVale's better because it's like, I mean, maybe even if he wasn't playing, I like it better knowing the kids can like, you know, they're out trick or treating. So I'm sure they got uh-huh. plenty of candy at the game. I. I yeah, it's, it's weird also- to make your kids go to your basket, go to your work on Halloween night. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of trick yeah, that is that is kind of that is kind of a bummer. But I mean, would you rather hang out with your dad? On I would have rather gone trick or treating. I already answered the question yeah, for myself. I would have much. Like, you want to hang out with your dad? Or as much as I like, like, like get that like, old man out of here. Candy <laughs> to get. I like the costumes a lot. They're very cute. But then I'm kind of like, um. Obviously, the wizards asked him to do it. Because no one else is dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he has to hug all his teammates and they're <laughs> shocked and like look legitimately happy to see him and his family dressed up. Uh-huh. Like when he hugs yeah. Kyle Kuzma and Kyle Kuzma is kind of like, oh, that's like a tight yeah, look. A little Kyle bit. Kuzma somehow is wearing a less uh, <laughs> costumey outfit than normal on Halloween <laughs> yeah. night. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So it doesn't. Anyway, it's, it's weird good, to be right? like it takes points away from the family, but uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's staged, you know. It's staged. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is staged. I I do feel like I'm just I'm glad he's not a Joker anymore. That's my main takeaway. Of course. Um, okay, Damian Lillard and his family. Uh, Dame went as Woody from Toy Story. Uh, two of his children went as the dog. Oh, they're a joint costume. The slinky. Mm-hmm. They're the, the slinky, slinky dog. They're both ends of the slinky. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. realize yeah. that. And then uh, one child is Buzz Lightyear. And then Jesse. What is his wife the... is Jesse. 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 Sorry, um, I didn't remember what uh, her name was. <laughs> um, Jesse. Woody's good. life partner. I, I worry about those two children being tied together all night. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I kind of, you got to keep them together. So I love it I, as a costume, but still, what if they both run in opposite directions? What happens? You know, it's What's hilarious. This thing made of? Yeah. I feel like it would get, I feel like it would give, I feel like it would get twisted more likely. I mean, it's all, it already looks like it's, it twisted feels up, too like a real slinky, and both too long and too short. Uh huh. Right, right, right. Uh, I also what about like the that, Buzz Lightyear though? Love the Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah, but great. I mean, does that? I hope that pops up. It doesn't have a back if you look at okay. it. Of course, yeah. it pops up. <laughs> okay, good. Because yeah. if you look, the purple hood is outside of the plastic dome. Like, right. what if? Yeah. What if he? What if he kept the dome on because he wanted to make sure his kid had that dog in him? You know, could like deal with the, the pressure. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> Uh, we're going to move on to the Utah Jazz. No, wait. I want to first oh, say sorry, sorry. one. I was looking at the boots. I was going to ask about the boots. If they're like fake. You know, they look very thick. At the oh, time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, are these fake cowboy boots? Also, I love that the jeans are def- definitely just like Dame's fashion jeans. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. just. Uh, no, I think. All it, wait, are they up. supposed to match? Oh, I guess Woody's jeans aren't ripped. Woody just has plain jeans. He doesn't have like uh uh, 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 like, like Ed Hardy style rivets and yeah. rips on them. No, <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. Fair enough. If the boots are real, I'd like to see Dame wear them. No, again. no, Woody does have a patch on his right leg, not like this, though. I'm just saying it's it is in the correct place, okay. but Sean, there's also rips on the right leg, too. Yeah, there's rips and like extra stitching. Are there rips on both legs? Yes, uh-huh. okay, okay, 
Stop! Wow, Sean King becoming the Dame Defender. I just, um, I just, I, I'm doing just like one on the right leg. It never has played defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just the right leg does have a patch on it. That's all I'm saying. Um. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, they're, they're I, the boring. Boots You're are right. Throwing me, I can't the, decide. Are they foam? If they look like they foam do, or... look like they're foam. I don't know if they are. They supposed to look like they're not supposed boots? to be that thick. Like the yeah, tops are they're so very thick. weird. They're weird yeah. boots. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> anyway, great costume. Cute family. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Then we've got uh, the Utah Jazz. Jared Vanderbilt and Talon Horton Tucker had a couple's costume. I love this. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, are you going to explain whole... what it is? <laughs> yes. Well, oh, do, do you want me to? Keep talking. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry. sorry. They went as uh, Smokey and Craig from Friday, or as the SB Nation Halloween Roundup called them, characters from last Friday, <laughs> which is incorrect and a crazy choice to go with the three. Uh, that's not supposed to be Mike Epps, by the way. Um, uh, the funny thing is that some people um, didn't realize they were in costume. Because mm-hmm. like, they're wearing normal they, clothes, yeah. They are wearing normal clothes, but also when are NBA players like walking side by side? Great simple costume. Love a I want more couples costumes. Yeah, like group this. costumes of teammates is amazing. Uh mm-hmm. keep it up. Also, it's, love it because they clearly they didn't, it's not like they had to um you know, they just had this stuff too. You yeah, know these are I mean? just their clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also liked that um Taylor Horton Tucker, despite still being like 21 years old, you're like, yeah, this kind of seems like an early 30s ice cube right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the right vibe. Um also, it's funny that I forget how old that movie is. It was also described as being two characters from a popular meme on the internet. <laughs> Oh man. Um uh Malik Beasley dressed as Superman uh and his son or daughter, I'm not sure. I think probably son. Uh Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh and we're wondering, Joey, did he have a note that explained to him how to fly and use his x-ray vision? That's like funny. He had for the bong. Yeah. Uh okay. here's what I like. <laughs> I he didn't have to wear these boots over uh-huh. the pants. Like he's wearing red <laughs> shoes. He could have just gotten uh-huh. rid of that part, but he kept it for uh-huh. for the listeners. He's wearing, uh, he's wearing like, like the, the the felt costume <laughs> boots over his red shoes. Yeah, and but they don't. Are normal fit. He's too tall for the costume and the boots, so they're like on his shins. Um, and then there's like the stretchy stirrup around yeah. his shoe. And yeah. it's really stretching hard because, again, <laughs> he's too tall. Uh-huh. Um, really funny. Kid looks great as Spider-Man. Honestly, he looks great as Superman. He really does. Yeah. You know what? You know when I was complaining about NBA players with fake muscles? Mm-hmm. Withdrawn for this one. He looks yeah. great. <laughs> it might just I, be I, that, that Grant <laughs> Williams's vibe is a little bit schlubby. And it's Aww. not costume. I mean, just 
Right. I mean, that. I guess that there's no real way to say schlubby in a positive way. But <laughs> I think uh, what I'm noticing is like the cape, how the cape is fluttering. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or like looks like it. So I'm, one, I'm like, did he get a running start? Did he do a couple quick steps to get it to go out uh-huh. for the photo? I feel like he really committed. It's a great photo. He really looks super manny here. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, he does. <laughs> He looks extremely happy. I also love that his kid's mask is a slightly askew. Slightly askew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, great. Uh, okay, Jordan Clarkson, two costumes this year. Oh, my gosh. First of all, he went to the arena as uh, Jack Skellington. Mm. Creepy. I mean, it's a good costume in that it's... Mm-hmm. Expensive and detailed, and yeah, he got but he like it's, right, it's like right. a costume he bought. You know what I mean? But like, you know what is... feels the weirdest about it is the gloves. The gloves, the gloves feel, feel like wrong. an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Like I, they're just like some hot topic gloves or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that could be with the skeleton t-shirt. Yeah, you're really scrimping. Feel like he need, get, you know, get, the skele- to to, get some skeleton hands. Talk to Spolstra. Yeah, talk That's to Spolstra. That's what Spol. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then he had a second costume where he went as Edward Scissorhands. Wow, he <laughs> went double Burton, huh? Double Burton. Uh-huh. Well, he went for the hands here. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you can't skip that on the hands. This Edward Scissorhands costume is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's very elaborate. Uh, I mean, and next year, who do you think he's going to go as? The old man from Big Fish, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Giamatti from Planet of the Apes, maybe. That would actually be sick. What if he went as Ed Wood? <laughs> he just has like a little mustache. Um, the thing about the Edward Scissorhands ones is if they went somewhere or if it was just a costume for a photo shoot. I mean, I can't be upset at it. It's a really good couples costume. Yeah. But I hope Kinda... they went somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, and then finally to wrap up the jazz, uh, Colin Sexton. I don't know if this is supposed to be a specific clown, Joey. It's a scary clown. It's mm-hmm. definitely Joker adjacent, but I think it's just scary clown. He's holding like a stick that that has a saw of... blade in it, which to me thinks maybe this is a specific clown that I don't know who he is. Yeah. Because the then, weapon is so specific. And he has kind of a Harlequin outfit where part of it's like black and looks blood splattered. And then mm-hmm. the other quadrants are basically NBA ref, but mm-hmm. with pants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they wear pants, uh, um, but but striped pants. <laughs> why is the mask so big? <laughs> I think maybe because he's little and he he just went to a, a, like a store for grownups. But it's... <laughs> he's not that little like his head's not that small yeah i guess that's true it's a gigantic mask well and i'm shorter than colin sexton and i have an enormous head so i guess that's not <laughs> but I mean, it's I don't really like big it, but it it freaks me out yeah it's more troubling than some of the other ones because you can't place it mm-hmm. you're almost like this could just be like what Colin Sexton thinks is a good idea. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Pascal Siakam, he hosted the Raptors Halloween party and he went as 50 Cent or as he was calling himself, 
43 cent. This is sick. This yeah, is this a great is a really costume. good 50 cent costume. Yeah. Uh, not something I would have ever thought. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I would not go as 50 cent. Uh, I don't want to get canceled, but I've never seen anyone go as 50 cent. Yeah. Well, it involves buying a uh, a bulletproof vest, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh I haven't had that much need for Kevlar in my life until I started getting all these hot takes off. Um, uh, oh, uh, Masai Ujiri also went as uh, Prince Akeem from Coming to America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the I liked Pascal's because it made me feel like he loves that album, and I yeah, do too. yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, I wish the Raptors had released a photo album and not a reel of this party, however. <laughs> well, I did hear about this party um, uh, mm-hmm. from some people at the game on Monday. Mm-hmm. And the costumes were kind of like Scotty went as a construction worker, but he was just wearing um, a vest. I was talking with a photographer about it and he was like, yeah, he just looked like that. And then pointed to one of the little ballas, which is like the child raptors dance crew who was wearing uh-huh. a ghostbusters uh-huh. a ghostbusters a costume so i was like oh so he was just wearing like a, a robot coveralls yeah, yeah. 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 So i said did he have yeah. like a helmet he said no just like the, the, the coveralls it's a very it's a very comfortable halloween choice <laughs> it is you know and i, not, I respect that um i look great who else someone was like um someone was just like scary like <laughs> like Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, someone or had not like Jordan a, Clarkson. Uh, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. Yeah. And Wancho was um Wancho and his GF were uh Neo and Harmony from the Matrix. That's uh-huh. good. That's cool. Love Wancho. Mm-hmm. Wancho was always gonna do it right. Wancho should have just gone as himself. Bo Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the Bo Cruz Halloween can challenge. I'm gonna slap um, this candy out of your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, I'll tell uh, you first. Though yeah. Raptors fans love having a celeb on the team. I've never heard mm-hmm. such loud <laughs> applause for a guy who's played like four minutes total. Uh, well, Toronto is the Hollywood of Canada, so mm-hmm. it makes it's sense. Hollywood North, Sean. It's true. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, maybe Vancouver. They, they shot the X Files there. Um, okay, uh, Montrez Harrell. Mm. Okay, so I I was trying to figure out what this costume was. Uh Uh-huh. Because, and looking at these comments, and multiple people are like, hey, he went as steampunk. Yeah, he's kind of like steampunk. So last year he went as Jason. Montrez always goes as monsters, basically. Mm -hmm. But this, he kind of looks like steampunk Jason. (laughs) Yeah, because the mask has spikes in it, right? Yeah. And he's wearing um, but the then goggles. he's got the steampunk goggles, but then this like suit. It might just be, yeah. I feel like it's steampunk. Like it's like scary steampunk. Yeah, it's it's like another scary guy costume. I mean, it's cool. It's it's very memorable, but I I'm also kind of like, so what are you supposed to be? You know what I like more though the outfit he has on. So I could actually like the mask just takes it away. Away from me. Like you just like it, the fit. Yeah, and if he just wore the fit with the goggles, it's a good fit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, the mask is actually more confusing than the goggles because mm-hmm. otherwise you'd be like, yeah, steampunk guy, or yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, I'm so not a not a super fan of that one. Okay, uh, so click on that Dwayne Deadman link for oh, another man, I, family okay, costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same link 
as yeah. Montrez. You're as, as Montrez? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. that's the wrong link. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I thought we were getting tricked. Oh, instead of treated. I wasn't actually punking you. Sorry. There we go. Okay, try that one. No, this one this just goes this? to an Instagram login. Um, uh, hold let's on. skip below. Do we have? Why don't we just go to the, move on to the Sacramento Kings? All right, we'll move on to the Sacramento. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne Dedman. Uh, you're not your getting link's rated. Not working. Um, I love every single one of these Sacramento Kings costumes. Me too. This is the <laughs> Wait, what's, what's Oh, Delhi's a boxer. Yeah, Delhi's a boxer. There's okay. a disco uh-huh. guy. We have the money heist guy. Keegan Murray's it. No, uh, he's the. Oh yeah, he is it. Kevin, or he's like the boy. The he's boy, like yeah, the victim. He's, he's, the, he's the boy who gets murdered at the beginning Georgie. of Georgie. Yeah, 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 Georgie. Um, Kevin Herter is wearing a store-bought alien abduction costume. Very funny. Uh, and De'Aaron Fox is a taco. Yeah. Oh, man, that's such a funny costume. <laughs> I I like a lot of these costumes. Like, Deli, great. Keegan Murray, great. Something is so hilarious about an NBA player wearing a taco costume. Uh-huh. Yep. All of these are winners. Uh, I just this the seventies one, just like being from the seventies. Yeah. It's pretty pretty yeah. good. All right, guys, try that. Try that Deadman link one more time. Easy anyway, this one, this for Deadman. me, oh, yeah, the kings for me are your Halloween winners. I this oh, this party looks kind of shitty in a way that I. It like. also happens yeah. so early. Yeah. It happened like a week before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> Which, it's really like were they on the road or something <laughs> like is that why so they were like get a costume and like come a week before halloween yeah this is october 26th it appears to be in like i mean they're posing in like a hallway um it, it could be i feel like it's someone's house and it's like a like out to the patio or something oh but. yeah 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 that's exactly what it is yes but they uh, all look so happy <laughs> yeah they're like really into it and keegan murray is trying to stay in character but he can't hide a smile like yeah. he's he's trying to be serious but the the pure joy of matthew Delavadova probably playfully punching him in the back during this picture right we can't say oh no his arms over his shoulder i'm sorry mm-hmm. oh it, it's what a delight Kevin Herter's costume. It's so funny. It's so funny. And yeah, he's putting his arms up as if we didn't get the fake legs. He's like, like he's, oh. he's scared. He's getting abducted. Yeah. He's scared. He's really scared. Oh, what a what a good, what a great team. All right. I got your I got your Dwayne Deadman family shot. Okay, yeah. It's I guess he's Boba Fett or mm. just a regular bounty hunter. I have n- I have not watched The Mandalorian, Joey. It's um, good. Obviously, so his his like, but I mean, no, his he's wife the Mandalorian dad. Uh, yeah. Dad, uh, he's a Mandalorian dad because he's holding a baby Yoda, dude. Yeah. Okay, I did sure. I, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the show. <laughs> isn't isn't that what Boba Fett looks like though? Is Boba Fett also a Mandalorian? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, and then, then, then his kids like a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. 
Well, well get... and his uh, his wife is that one Star Wars lady with the uh, like mm-hmm. the the pigtail thing. Not mm. like not like the the alieny pigtail thing. Um, good costume, fun costume. I like that yeah. his kid won't wear the stormtrooper mask because I Love wouldn't want family. to either. Yeah, um, I like that yeah, he's exactly. holding it up. He looks yeah, like, he's, he's fed up. <laughs> he's like, nope. <laughs> Anytime I wore a mask, sucked as a kid. Um, hate it. Yeah. I don't like it as an adult, actually, either. Nope. Yeah, that's why you wouldn't get the shot. Mm. And no <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, the Atlanta Hawks did have a Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a great Joker. Um, no. Onyeka Okongwu uh, wearing like a comic book joker mask mm-hmm. basically. i mean i like that we've never seen a comic book joker before yeah um but, uh, but... this was this was like a costume that was acquired by oh Canada. this was in toronto i don't yeah. like that he's wearing oh. a, just a hoodie like what you're just you just bought a mask yeah i'm telling you i'm telling you he sent someone out to a Halloween <laughs> store <laughs> I did see Bogdan wearing that sweater. I, and I that's was like, what I wanted to talk about was Bogdan's Bogdan sweater. Is s- small. He's not that tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his sweater's cool, spooky, but he kind of cancels it with his thumbs up. Yeah, he looks so sweet <laughs> while wearing such a spooky uh, yeah. knit a cable knit sweater with like a a demon it's, I think on it. It looks embroidered. <laughs> yeah, it's like embroidered. It's like knitted into a skeleton knitted into his cable knit. Mm-hmm. And he has like on kind of shoes are matching. And then he has just like his very earnest smile. Yeah. He's just like, hi, I'm Bogdan. Thumbs up. Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that if I saw this mask in the tunnel that night, I would have actually been afraid. I'm kind of upset I didn't see. I didn't realize when we did Trey Young that this was in Toronto. And I'm kind of upset I didn't see him walking like this. <laughs> and see how like, I bet his body language was kind of awkward. How do you feel about the the Atlanta Hawks having Michelob Ultra sponsor their Halloween Instagram post? And it's called Ultra Drip presented by Michelob Ultra. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, think it's the, I think it's their standard tongue. Yeah, it's their like fit promotion promo. But I, I still wish hate it was it. like Halloween. I wish they had actually gone a little harder for the Halloween specific mm-hmm. Ultra Drip tunnel walk uh, and made the Ultra Drip like blood instead of what is it? Honey? It's beer, right? Oh. <laughs> Never seen beer do that. I don't know. It could be. It could be. It, it does honey. look like. No, it's beer. <laughs> it's beer. Mm, I okay. mean, they got to step their Halloween fits up. Their Halloween drip. Um. All right, Sean, who's next? Sean has uh, a crying baby fin- in the background, so we he did. might be so we'll finish. Yeah. We'll finish up. Uh, okay, the final one. I did not know what this costume was. I had to look it up. Reggie Jackson went as fictional superhero Powerline from the Goofy movie. Mm, he's not a superhero. Well, uh, he might be a superhero. Movie. But yes, he's a... Uh, Powerline is a pop star um, from the Goofy movie. Yes, but... Um, uh, it's fine. I wish he went more goofy with it because Powerline also has like he's a goofy, you know. I mean, yeah, whatever. Like he's got to have like goofy ears. Like, uh, he's like a goofy dog. This is just a costume with sunglasses. The top. 
Yeah, but yeah. But he looks really happy about it. He does what look he, very happy. Yeah, he's he very is. proud yes. of his costume. <laughs> he's definitely missing some ears, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it also looks like he's stuffed his, his fingers, maybe. His hands look very uh, bulky. Mm-hmm. Like, I think those gloves might just not fit that well. (laughs) But I mean, he's got goofy hands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's got goofy hands for sure. But no goofy face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's it. That's all I wanted to. Those are all the the Halloween fits I needed Katie to rate. You got Freddy Krueger. We forgot Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. The the Charlotte Hornets. But yeah. That's not really a fit. Yeah. The. Charlotte Hornets had someone dress as Freddy Krueger to scare people. That's not a yeah. robot. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. It's a mannequin. It's a mannequin. Oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah, that moves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, just, I just saw people getting scared, and I was like, I get this idea now. I like this. I love when people get <laughs> yeah, me too. And spooked. Yeah. yeah, you're 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 like you're ready for just for laughs. Uh, True. Pranks, pranks, it's in and, my blood. pranks, and. <laughs> Parties and pranks. What's that show called? <laughs> Get just for gags. Parties and pranks. <laughs> um, it's good. I wish more people got spooked. Yeah, a lot of these people aren't getting spooked at all. You know that mm. would that would kind of even things up if there's a little when more. Kelly Uber says, "Chill out, yeah, Freddie." That's you, the one I just tripping. saw. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is wearing a Nelson Mandela all over print hoodie. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's scary to um, the white supremacists of South Africa. I just anyway, realized why they didn't have this as a person, because they probably didn't want someone to accidentally get punched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's, smart. A good, that's a really good point. I'm <laughs> <Kinda> smart. <laughs> um. All right. These are pretty good. I'd say not a lot of busts. No, no. Uh, although low on volume this year, I feel like because yes. Halloween was on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you got people just like a lot of people were traveling on that Saturday, you know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not as much of a fit fest. Nobody wanted to pack a costume. Yeah. Nobody. They didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Michelob Ultra's Ultra Drip was a little low this year. But <laughs> yeah. uh, the people that did dress up, good costumes. Mm hmm. Um, I think that's it. Katie, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, you already did, but yeah, I wrote a cover story, uh, on James Wiseman. That's a dime. Um, and I wrote a spooky story about, uh, the Oklahoma city thunder and a giant lizard obsessed with eggs. Oh, is, is our, feelings. is my friend in it? Who's your friend? <laughs> This is Josh Giddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's the main character. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Who do you think he went as for Halloween? <laughs> I hope he went as Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> that would actually have been good. <laughs> I hope he went as uh, uh, Andrew Bogut. All right. Um... <laughs> 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 um Thanks so much, Katie. Uh, I'm Thanks, sure we'll Katie. have you back soon. You're on Thanks, this guys. podcast the most because yeah. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> okay. Um, Sean, that's our episode. 
Hell yeah, it um, is. Is there anything you need to plug? Like maybe an interview with... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you with can... Lee Steinberg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, read, you can read all my basketball coverage on Yard Barker. Luckily, a few people stepped up and took Kyrie Irving articles, so I only had to write five last week. Oh, uh, yeah, there's going to be an interview with Mr. Steinberg. Uh, check me out on golden state of mind and on uh wednesday the ninth i'm going to be at uh headlining at the verdi verdi club in san francisco love the verdi on, club uh, yeah november 9th it's a great club um and then as for me it was a football episode so mine is read well read this one as for <laughs> me um you can always follow me on twitter at frankie muniz until i leave because of elon uh let's be honest uh my politics went from the muniz account i'm staying on twitter for as long <laughs> As that's gonna happen. Uh, at Frankie Muniz, we're on 626. I tweeted, uh, 626 2014. I tweeted, had a good run playing B ball at Kurt Warner's house last night. The broken rib I suffered is totally worth it. No big breaths oh. for me. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> Sean, did you write a song? You know, I have an old one I wanna play. It's a Pat Benatar song about James Dolan, and it's called Quarantine the Straight All Shot. Right. Uh, it's great. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Um, the best time to make an apology is at 11.30 p.m. <laughs> uh, on uh, After you've been suspended and to do it on Instagram. <laughs> well, you're an all-white bluesman with a discography of apologetic songs about Weinstein. Now James Dolan's not feeling great The band members should self-isolate Quarantine the straight shot They've been infected by a despot Quarantine the straight shot Lock them away He's coughing and harassing That stuff ain't legal the CDC should test the eagles Spike Lee was smart to stay away I bet they'll sing about Louis C.K. Quarantine the straight shot James Dolan's dirtier than a rest stop Quarantine the straight shot Do it today Ladies and gentlemen, on the guitar, former general manager Steve Mills. History, but his songs are words and traded for Bugnani. Jimmy can't sing the blues if he's short of breath. It's the one silver lining in this mass death. Quarantine the straight shot. Charles Oakley's digging him a grave plot. Quarantine the straight shot. At least until May. Quarantine the straight shot. They've been infected with the despot. Quarantine the straight shot. Lock them away.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.